You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. I love Reese's Peanut Butter Cups so much. Tell me how much. <laughs> on my deathbed, as I'm passing into the afterlife or whatever is beyond this, I want, I want, I want a nurse. I want an orderly, like feeding them, like putting them into my mouth and, and making my jaw chew them. That's how much I love Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Wow, that's interesting. And I'm not saying that just because they're a client. I love them so much. I'm also a president. Bought the company. This podcast brought to you by Reese's. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Thanks to our sponsor. Is it chocolate in your peanut butter? Is hey, it listen, peanut butter in your chocolate? Here's the thing about Reese's. It's Reese's. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> That's the uh, idiocracy version. Oh, yes. <laughs> Carl's Jr. <laughs> Fuck, you. Fuck you. I'm eating. <laughs> But that's the thing about Reese's. You don't. They don't even need to advertise. No. Like all one needs to no, do. They, is, I mean, besides that, you know, product placement in ET. Uh, but other than that, <laughs> that's that's a good kind point. of the biggest commercial but any see, product. See could what have. that did for Reese's Pieces. It's still second fiddle to the Bigger Brother Reese's Butter Cup. Mean, uh, is it? Mm, yeah. Right. Really. When's the last time you had Reese's Pieces? Uh, uh, the last time I had fucking peanut butter. Well, I just had peanut butter cup in my. Oh, did you, have, did you have the combo where they put the Reese's Pieces inside? It was just a Reese's the, Blast. Uh, oh. So it was the same. They put bits of both. Do they really? Uh-huh. Oh, I didn't realize that. I thought it was just the peanut butter cups. But you get yeah. the, the hard candy as well. Yeah, man. E.T. would be proud. Yeah. That'll be for the sequel. You know, they had talked about making an E.T. sequel for a while. Would it be like E2T? E.T. 2? E.T. 2? I'm with me if you want to live. <laughs> oh, he's learned how to speak now. <laughs> well, he speaks at the end of the first one. Uh, yeah, but not. He's not. Be for, good. Not forming Elliot. There's still two to three word phrases, ah. right? <laughs> <laughs> Is that suburban Sasquatch? What are you yes. doing now? <laughs> <laughs> Listen to our suburban Sasquatch. No, episode no. From oh, earlier man, I was going to challenge you. I was going to challenge oh. you to do a whole episode okay. without. Starting. Saying, go back and listen to this, or coming soon to an episode. Starting now. And then I have to not do one of my crutches. Which, uh, let's see, what would that be? I don't know. I haven't done the, the, the all along the watchtower in a long time. That doesn't count. Does it count if I do it? It counts if you, I mean, you you could do it all you want. All right, cool. Maybe we could do each other's crutches. You could do the, uh, yeah. We do each other's crutches this episode. All right. Okay. This will be an interesting episode. Ipithude. Mm. Oh, hey, I'll tell you what movie we uh, saw over the weekend. Oh, I can't wait for you to tell me. What the, was it? Is little, it? Was it good? Was it interesting? Okay, you don't have to imitate me. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to do my uh, my little uh, effects, right? Um, we saw... You know, I went and saw you know Belle what? and Sebastian this past weekend. Actually, I don't... Uh, fantastic. Oh, the Little Mermaid? I love them. <laughs> what is Belle and Sebastian? Jack White. Uh, you guys like Jack White? <laughs> no, no. Nothing, uh, nothing... Drink some Zima? Nothing hipsterish like that. Uh, actually, I'm not sure if I want to say it because do you have what? a movie picked out for next week? Mm, yes, I do. Okay, it's not the 2016 Ghostbusters, is it? No. Okay. No. Would you be interested in doing an episode of the 2016 yeah, Ghostbusters? Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just because we watched it, and I think we have a lot to say about it. Do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yes. But <laughs> whatever you want to talk about. But I also want to do Final Destination. Well, then you've got to uh, make, your choice, choice. <laughs> make your choice. Make your choice because they're both like <laughs> Halloween. That's a second Little Mermaid reference right mm-hmm. there. They're both uh, Halloweeny movies. Oh. What are your Halloween movies? 
I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I really want to know. Okay, but as long as it's neither of those two, that's fine. I'll just have to decide what we want to do that one week. I think I want to do Final Destination because... Whatever you do, just just figure it out. What do you want to watch? Although, you know, that's kind of... T- like, that's not necessarily... <laughs> the, whole lap, the whole hour of this episode <laughs> is just you trying to figure out what you want to do next week. You know, I, we could do this one, but, you know, I really want to do Final Destination. But then there's 2016 Ghostbusters. Yeah. And then uh, I thought maybe we worthy. would do Annabelle. <laughs> do you want to do Annabelle? Is that, is there another Little Mermaid reference? I don't no, know. Nope, no, that's the movie about <laughs> the, the yeah. haunted. Okay, yeah. See, oh. sometimes I'm autistic, Joe. Joel. Who? Joel. I'm, who are you? I'm. This is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Podcast. My name's Joe. I'm Joel, and we, we come here to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies. Sometimes they're bad, bad movies. movies. No matter what the case, we will come here every week and watch a movie. You said you were watching. You watched something this past. Was that what you were going to say? Well, yeah. Was Ghostbusters 2016? Well, you know what? Let, fuck it. Let's talk about it. Which then. of these pictures makes me look more like a scientist? <laughs> Yes, you've been holding on to that reference for a couple of years until I've seen it. I see, nice. Um, well, since we won't be doing that on a future episode, you've already kind of talked about it. You gave your mini review a few weeks back, right? Yeah, well, a few or weeks, a, a year, year, year or so year ago, so back. when you actually did you see it in theaters? No, but I, I I got it through the radio station. We were giving away mm. promo copies. Oh man, I missed that. And so I brought it home, and me and Sarah watched it, and ended up. Kind of liking it, yeah. For the most, for the most part. So this was after the kind of uh, public backlash, yeah, where people were uh, unnecessary, right? Unnecessary. Was it strictly a? See, I, I'm not convinced it was. J- Sorry about that. I'm going to knock your water. Yeah, off. I know. Table. Hold this like Sebastian Cabot the entire episode, <laughs> like a fucking glass of brandy in my hand. Is that another uh, Little Mermaid? Reference? I I think that this movie. No, uh. It was it was still within the the, the backlash window, okay. I guess. Yeah, so you were aware. Um, but no, I mean, is it as good as the original? No, not at all. You know, you know, it's really apples and oranges. But I do feel that this movie was the twenty eighteen or well, I guess twenty sixteen version of the movie. And I'm not saying I, it, it's a one for one, but I'm saying if if that premise would have been posited uh, in this decade. That's how it would have been executed. You would have gotten four funny people. So yeah, I think the the whole female thing is is a a non sequitur. Like I, I it's not a big deal. It really is the a big obvious deal. complaint. But I think most people were like, "Don't fuck up my Ghostbusters." I think if you would have gotten four guys to do it, which they were trying to do for a while, yeah, uh, still running into some uh, some friction. I think people the, love their Ghostbusters. The they problem don't want them is the problem is at least for me, Ghostbusters is one of those few movies that to me is. A perfect movie, like it, it, it checks all my boxes, mm-hmm. and it's like okay, it's hard to do. They like the same crew failed to do it a second time when they made the second one. Oh right, good call. You know, so yeah. it's like okay, if these guys couldn't recapture that magic, yeah, how is someone else going to do it? And to me, it didn't matter if it was all females or if it was mixed or whatever. I didn't give a shit. It was just that it wasn't those people. The guys that got it right the first time. Couldn't get it, so how are you supposed You're to get it? Absolutely right. Um, but it is its own thing, and yeah. judging it on its own merits, it's a really good film. It's fun. It's, it's super fun. It's fun. It's kind of spooky as it has to be. It's a great, like, I, this may become kind of a tradition for us yeah. because it's like a good, it's hard to find a good Halloween movie that isn't like super slow, super scary. Like, a lot of times, and especially in the last couple of weeks, we've just been wanting to put on like a good Halloween movie. Sure. How many times can you watch Beetlejuice? But this is kind of a, a spiritual successor to the original Ghostbusters absolutely. and, and Movies of that ilk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can watch the thing over and over again. Oh man, that I was lo- I also that on our list. It's now, do so you good. recommend the original? I know you're going to say yes because it's yeah. got uh, what's his well, name in it. Not just because it's Kurt Russell, Kurt and John Russell. Carpenter. Yeah, it's a great movie, and 
the the remake, not even a remake. It's kind of a prequel. Kind of a, oh, really? Uh, the one with uh, with Mary Elizabeth, Mary Elizabeth Winston. Winston. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one's a pretty good flick too. That's what I've heard. W- which would you recommend I start with? I recommend you start with the Kurt Russell one with the All original right. one. Well, that like... one is super fucking like creepy. Uh, I would even go so far as to like watch Alien and Aliens. Those are good scary but, movies, but too. more sci-fi. Like there's a line. But like for me, for a Halloween movie, it's gotta it's gotta be, be set on Earth. I think. Really? Yeah, that's my prerequisite. It has to be on Earth to be scary. It, uh, no, but to be a Halloween movie, it has to be. They don't celebrate Halloween in outer space. What do you, so you don't like Hocus Pocus? Though. In in space, no one can hear you, you trick you, or treat. Trick or treat. <laughs> That's don't so fucking step fucking on my dumb. jokes. That's so fucking dumb. <laughs> you knew what, where I was going. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of Hocus Pocus? Uh, by focus? Didn't you say that? Oh my god. Hocus Pocus by a band called Focus. If you're not familiar with what the hell just happened for the last 30 seconds, pull up your Spotify or Pandora or whatever. Shazam the last 30 seconds of what just happened. I bet it'll show up. It's very rare that you find like a 80, uh, 70s prog rock that has a yodeling in it. But uh, That isn't Jewel. That's what it's right. <laughs> Uh, what happened that, to Jewel? She brought that. What did happen to Jewel? Yeah, man. She got Dream. her teeth fixed and man. she pulled the Jennifer Gray is well, what happened. Dreams and last for so long. We're not interested anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Even uh, after she's gone. <laughs> All right. So, All right, so no, I recommend Hocus Ghostbusters Pocus. 2016. You, what do you think of the movie Hocus Pocus? I'll tell you what I think about it. I saw it or I saw the first half of it. Uh, when it came out in theaters back in, in Beeville, Texas, at my two screen, and uh, the Mortal Kombat arcade in the uh, lobby was more enticing to me than okay. watching the second half of Hocus Pocus. Fair now, enough. That is a seventeen-year-old Joel Burnson. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I might like it a little better, but I have, yeah. I have not seen the entirety of that film. What about you? Uh, I like it a lot. That's one of your Halloween. It's go-tos. one of my Halloween go-to's. Are you familiar with a movie from the eighties called The Monster Squad? Oh fuck yeah, dude! Okay, oh, Jenna that's, loves that one. That fucking movie is that speaks my love language. Howie right Mandel in that one? No, that's a little monster. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, that's the, Fred Savage. This is the one monsters. with the Corey, the Corys, right? No, that's the Lost Boys. No, the Monster Squad is uh, well, who's the kid Mackenzie in that one? Aston, Sean Aston's oh, brother. That, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm seeing him in my head, and it's about like all those Universal movie monsters yes, come to life or whatever. The Wolfman and. Dracula and the Wolfman too. Uh, yeah, dude. That's I one like of your go tos. That's one of my go tos as well. I like it. Uh, there's a lot of good Halloween movies out there, like Halloween <laughs> or Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> we just watched that too for the first time. Did you see the new trailer that dropped for that new Halloween movie? I have. I have. I'm um, really interested in what they're well, doing now. Here. I kind of want to see it because. Uh, oh, Ooh. sorry. Did you see the Pet Cemetery trailer? Oh, I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, yeah, I heard it was good. I, I heard it was of... good too. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, we might have to do a little uh, little reaction here. Did but... you see the video? I, I I can't remember. I think it was my cousin had posted it, and I stole it and posted it elsewhere. All right. Of uh, it's called sharing of Kanye 
and and Freddie Mercury oh, each no. trying to sing Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, no. And like someone cut like footage of like Freddie Mercury making yeah. it look like he's watching Kanye sing the song. Oh, that's awesome. And it's really bad. And like they'll cut back to Freddie Mercury while Kanye's failing it and it looks like Freddie Mercury's laughing. When did Kanye attempt? And Bohemian I don't know. Rhapsody. I guess he tried to do it at a concert oh, and he no. was just, it was horrible. Well, he's not a good artist. And then so it, it cuts why. to Freddie Mercury singing the song and then they cut to footage of Kanye just standing there like stone faced <laughs> sitting on a couch. Don't fuck with the Freddie Mercury's it, no, man. dude, you really can't. Freddie Mercury was fucking perfect, mm. and all these preview screenings of fucking Bohemian Rhapsody are going on around town already. Well, yeah, and I I, it's coming out. In November, it comes, right? yeah, it comes out in November. We're still like half a month away from that. Stop seeing this movie before me. <laughs> well, that's you, hey, you give up the cushy radio job. I know, and you get all you lose all the perks that I come did. along with it. That's uh, it was one of the one one of the things that I do regret <laughs> that I'm missing out on. All this shit that's going on now. But you know what? You can actually buy your tickets with a fat cash they're throwing at you now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, how's your movie pass? Hold on. <laughs> well, Still I, using that? I canceled that. Did you? I canceled movie pass. Yeah. I was so scared that after I canceled it, like they would somehow magically turn it all around. <laughs> and they've got that whole thing where I couldn't reapply for nine months. I heard about that. Interesting strategy for a company <laughs> to punish your customers. You can't come back. But, uh, you know, all right, well, fine. Bye, like, bye, Felicia. I'll be like, good luck. Getting that that next million dollar loan. Listen to our Friday episode. I know, right? Oh, Wait, what? was it Friday? I did it. I wasn't supposed to do it. You did it. I did the bye Felicia. Too late. Cut that part out, Joel. Uh, all right. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, other than that, it's been uh, it's been good. The uh, the run of How's the of, show. Uh, what is it? The living. The, the night of the living. I keep wanting to say land. Night of the living. Walking Dead uh-huh. at the Pocket Sandwich Theater. Open. We just uh, we're getting getting ready to enter our third week, uh, and this thing runs until November tenth. Uh, there's a, a show on November 4th, mm. Sunday, November 4th. It's my birthday, ladies and hey, gentlemen. Hey, If you feel birthday. like coming to see the show and uh, and throwing some popcorn at my face for my birthday, <laughs> come on out and do we'll it. just start singing happy birthday to you while you're on stage. They do it at the beginning of the show. Oh, the, they, they, they oh never through, mind. like all the birthdays well, and stuff. Way to take our thunder cast. Man, thunder. Yeah, so that's a pocket sandwich. All alone, so I watched our Couldn't make it 15 minutes into this episode. It's all right. Failing. It's cool. Uh, Pocketsandwich.com. Uh, go there. You can buy your tickets and uh, and come on out and have some fun. It's, uh, it's, it's a decent little show. I get to pull out some of the shit that I did in Slay Hard. Oh, some yeah. Of my, some of my rolling around your acrobatics. Action. Yeah. Nice. Uh, You're wearing knee pads this time, no. buddy? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, also, if you are in the area, I don't. <laughs> I'm having auditions for the return of Slayhard. <laughs> I saw that Slayhard's coming back to the Pocket Sandwich Theater late night performances on December seventh, eighth, fourteenth, and fifteenth. I think that's when they are. Um, I'll be directing it this time around. Yeah, auditions are going to be October twentieth and twenty first. Location TBD. <laughs> Still working on that. ABC TBD. TBD. Might not be having auditions for this. Bitch. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm trying to find a fucking place, man. That's one of the things I've realized. Even when I did uh, the killing joke, is that it's almost impossible to find a fucking audition and rehearsal space. Like, just give me fucking space so I can work this thing. Uh, so there you go. That's that's everything. Story of my life. Yeah. Give me you space just, so I can work this thing. Oh shit! <laughs> it's the, uh, the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Joe. My name is Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes a good movie, sometimes bad movies. No matter what the case, every week we will watch a movie and then come back here with each other, talk about it, dissect it, tear it apart, see what it did right, what it did wrong, and. 
then uh, if we could put it back together, maybe a little bit better than it used to be. Uh, and uh, we invite you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, to take part in the discussion. Join us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Editing Bay, or in the search function, put in the Editing Bay, find that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes. Click on that, and that's where you can talk back to us and let us know what you think about the movie of the week. This week, Joel's pick. You know, uh, actually, a listener's pick. Yeah. Uh, old buddy of mine from high school who is a listener. Thank you, uh, Gerald. F. Murray Abraham. Gerald. This is a recommendation from him. Where do you think I went to high school, Joe? Um, Beeville, Texas. That's right. And it been on... <laughs> Imagine you and your brother in a sob, like jumping a, <laughs> jumping a hill, and then like freeze frame. Damn Burnson, boys. Didn't know what they was getting into. <laughs> Um, no, this has been on the list uh, for a while, actually, because this movie came out in 2005. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Ger- listener Gerald, listener and friend Gerald, uh, recommended this a while ago. I've been holding on to it, and I uh, noticed it had come onto Netflix, so figured, uh, hey, free movie. Yeah. I'm tired of downloading slash paying for... Man, you know what? I was going through my iTunes library the other Here day. Here we go. And uh, <laughs> uh, it was like, oh, purchased movies. And amongst, you know, Star Wars, The Force Awakens, and uh, Toy Story 3... <laughs> Was uh, live hard, die, live free or die hard? Yeah, the fucking <laughs> that I paid fifteen dollars. Holy shit! To watch that movie. Why did you buy it? Because I couldn't find it. Why didn't you just rent it? Could you not rent the movie? No, no, not on iTunes. You could not. You could only purchase. It was weird. Bullshit. I don't know why. I mean, maybe you couldn't should, rent it. Sometimes you know, there's like windows. There's rental windows, and uh, that's so fucked up. They want that you. To, they made you buy that. <laughs> movie. Yeah. No, Joe, you made me buy that movie. That was your pick. But this week it's my pick. Uh, thanks. To Gerald again, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy 2005, rated PG, hour and 49 minutes, uh, based on the Douglas Adams. There's a series of books, right? Novels, yeah. Uh, this Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, what? Restaurant at the End of the Galaxy, yeah. or Thanks for or All the Universe, fish. Fair, so long and thanks for all the fish, yeah, yeah. And what, have I, you read any of them? Uh, I have not. My brother has. Yeah. Um, and I, I, why the fuck is he not here right now? That's a good question. Sorry about that, Lauren. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, My favorite Burnson. Mm, oh, <laughs> Where's it going with this? I don't know. So, what's your point, Walter? He's never, Walter, uh, what's your point? He's read the books, I believe, or some of them. At least I know of them through him. Uh, but never read them myself, but knew they were kind of a, a, a cult hit amongst nerds. Yeah. About the people who play D&D. Uh, okay, also, that's there was a bit of crossover. No, I mean, you know, if you played uh, Magic the Gathering, yeah? you probably had, had a copy of this on your shelf, at okay. least one of them. How, how many were there? Do you know? I don't know. I don't know. And I played D&D. No, I mean... And uh, I played Magic the Gathering once. Oh, and you never read the Hitchhiker's Guide? No. And yet, you know of them. Uh Uh-huh. I sure do. So what was your knowledge coming into this? First of all, this is the first time you'd seen this, right? No, I I saw this in the theater. Oh, you saw this in theaters? Yeah. Oh, okay. I saw this when it came out in the theater. What did you know of it? Uh, I didn't know much of it. I just knew it was like a sci-fi book that Mm -hmm. was kind of like... The way that it was written, it was almost like the zombie survival handbook kind of thing that Max Brooks wrote. Um, that World War Z was based on. Um, so that's all I basically knew about this, uh, other I, than seeing like trailers for it on TV. And I was like, okay, this seems interesting enough. Let's I, go check this thing out. I knew the logo from the book better oh, than yeah. I knew anything The little else. green guy with little, the... It's a little planet, right? And he's got a mouth and, and, and arms. And he's got his tongues out. His tongue sticking out. out. Yeah. yeah. It seems comical. That's pretty uh-huh. indicative of the, the tone of this. Very British. The humor is very British. Very British, yeah. Um, so... Verbose. I... I like this movie, mm-hmm. oh. but I do feel like the movie is at its strongest 
when it's doing its little interstitials, when it's doing like yeah. the whole like bits entries from the book. When it's talking about it, the universe and yeah. when it explains its own science is when I'm most entertained by this movie. Uh, as far as its own little story yeah. about like the President Zaphod and, yeah. and and Arthur, Arthur and, and Ford. Ford. I'm not quite as interested in what's going on with them. I, I find that. I find the story actually to be pretty pedestrian. Uh, sure, Fair it's enough. it's fluffed a lot. It absolutely is. You can tell um, even without knowing, like a a film that is based on a book. Mm-hmm. You can always tell in the story that uh, there's always something a little off. There's always something that's like, oh, that's interesting that they had that extra character in there, didn't really need to be there. Uh-huh. Or, oh, that's weird that this plot is taking this direction when we could have just been a smaller scope of a film. Well, that's because they're trying to condense so much material. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds like they're pulling from a couple of the different novels here to to kind of create one overarching uh, hitchhiker sure. guide to the galaxy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's it's always telling when when you feel like there's fluff or you feel like the characters don't really... like Yeah, there's not really a through line here. There's not it's really... It's just a, a series of unfortunate events. Well, they seem to, like, fall into different scenarios, different situations that never actually rectify themselves. Or right. yeah. there's never, no resolution. Like, at, at some point, they, they arrive on the planet where uh, the John Malkovich character is. Yeah. And there's this little confrontation with them. And then they're supposed to go retrieve a gun mm-hmm. from uh, Deep Thought. Yes. But then there's no resolution to they that do, thing at but all. They do, they never return it. Yeah. They mention it. There's never there's never a payoff to that. Like, John Malkovich shows up exactly. as a villain, as almost a third-act villain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then no resolution. That's a perfect example of one of those things where, were this written specifically for the screen, it would have been like, get that out of here. What's yeah, this doing in here? Exactly. So this film suffers a little bit from... from uh, Fan service, I think, uh-huh. um, and that's just me not even knowing what the fans wanted out of a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Ga- Galaxy film. Sure, is a shame we don't have someone who's read the book here. <laughs> if only one of us were related to one. Sorry, Lauren. Hey, Lauren, as you're listening to this right now, please post on uh, on our Facebook yeah, page and go. let us know what. Just record your voice. And we'll splice it in. <laughs> that would be Let, great. Let's pretend like Lauren's going to say something really salient right now. Well, oh, Lauren, what do, what did you think of this film? Well, first off, Joe is right about everything. <laughs> Why does he sound like Beavis? <laughs> but to me, he sounds like yeah. J.K. Simmons. <laughs> well, first off, Joe's right about everything. <laughs> well, that's like a grown-up Beavis. My friend, Hank Mardukas. <laughs> we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. <laughs> we were there. <laughs> we were there. Uh, there you go. And edit. <laughs> Thanks, Lauren, for that insightful piece of uh, very personal story. You just told about your first time you read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And masturbating. Uh, can't we st- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seemed really weird that you zigged it. Was, didn't really seem germane to you the top of your hand. But- his hand. <laughs> You know, I was going to cut that out, but now I have to leave that in because <laughs> that's fucking funny. Oh God! Uh, all that to I missed say, you, Joe. Oh, I missed you. Hey, too, by the way, buddy. and we missed you, listeners. Sorry, we had to skip and uh, do a rerun. And then last I, week. I never updated the Facebook page. Yeah, I was like, Hey, Joe, can you uh, while I'm gone, you mind updating the little Facebook page? And nope, still got Doom. Let me let me, uh, let me I want to explain a little something. Oh no! Uh, early last week, cut we, this part out. We have a we have a team of three people that work in my department. Okay. Uh, the beginning of last week, one of them was let go. Okay. So that workload got spread out uh, over yeah. two of us. And we spent a whole lot of time like trying to fix a lot of stuff that this third person Uh-oh. wasn't doing. Uh-oh. 
Like she, Sabotage? She just, she just wasn't working. Uh-huh. She wasn't doing stuff. Like clients would send uh, content for the video boards and she would write them back and go, yep, this stuff's to the proper specifications and it's scheduled to start on this date. And it never and would she be. she never scheduled it. She never checked it. Yeah. And so we Seems had to like do an whole, important part of her job. Yeah, a lot of damage control. Uh, so yeah, when you sent that text, I had all the best intentions of getting to it. <laughs> the road to hell. Jim. And yeah, never it never happened. So well, no worries. Yeah, I'm sorry. So about that. apologies, listener. Uh, but hopefully you enjoyed our uh, rerun of your next. Dude, because that was I noticed such a good movie that wasn't on the. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it, I liked it. Was, it was fine. I was yeah. listening to that episode again and, and uh, remembering uh, how. Uh, non-plussed I was by it. Yeah. Or plussed. I always get those two confused. Yeah, you, you were plussed by I it. was plussed. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag plussed. <laughs> All right, let's Life, get... Life's been good. Let's get this... Uh, My criticisms of... Train like, back on the track. Keeping that in mind, uh, I did enjoy almost every single performance in this movie. I dug, you know, Alan Rickman as the voice of Marvin. Oh, missed him Sam so Rockwell. Much. How do you not like Sam Rockwell in fucking anything? He, I know. He owns every fucking film he's in. He's so fucking good. And this is kind of like a, um, this is kind of like the the Beetlejuice to his Michael Keaton, yeah. uh, role for him because he's kind of gets to play this wacky zany character. Um, I love the, I love what they're talking about, like the statement they're making politically. That once yeah. he becomes president, they have to give him another face. <laughs> that and that he has to uh, ha- remove half of his brain. Yes. <laughs> because he's too smart to be president. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some of this stuff I felt was uh, pretty appropriate for the times that we're living in right now. Which is weird, considering these were all written back, what, in the 80s or yeah. so? Uh, oh, yeah. But yeah, b- biting satire. Mm-hmm. Knows no age. It's still uh, It's still relevant. Uh, Unfortunately. I did enjoy the parallel of what was going on with Arthur's home. How they had it like zoned to be uh, bulldozed, right? And then the same thing happens to the entire fucking planet. Except it's the world. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty shocking. I didn't see that coming, but I was like, "All right, well, I guess." But there's one way to get your protagonist in space, and there's something super humorous about like these just like emotionless robots, <laughs> and, like not robots, aliens, the aliens that the, are just like the Vogons. Don't waste our time trying to petition this. It's been in the office for yeah, like for, for fifty of your Earth years. We can't help it if you didn't know. What on like on like Alpha Centauri, right? You should yes. have known your planet was scheduled to be demolished. Uh, so I guess what I wanted and what they started this movie with was like they did start it with some some flashbacks to where he meets Ford, where he meets Trillian, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then like the flashbacks go away, and that was. Uh, also, one of, some of the more interesting stuff because that was character building. Mm-hmm. Once that stuff's gone, these these people go through like awkward and and profound experiences and situations, but characters are never built. Yeah, I never really felt like I got to know the the um, what's her name Trillian. The, the yeah, the Zoe Deschanel character yeah. very much. It almost she felt Trish, like she was Trisha McMillan written um, by. Um, by a dude. By a man. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. In in in, in nineteen eighty. And I guess not if you're going if you're gonna cast someone to play a female written by a man, I guess Zoe Deschanel does it as well as anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Not that she's a bad actress, but she has like a kind of cadence and a voice that like she does her level best to deliver dialogue that just doesn't come natural to a woman. True, and and I do think she holds her own with the likes of I got a really good cast here, by the way. Martin, it is Martin Freeman, yeah, Bilbo Baggins himself, and, young young version, and anyway. Watson, Sam Rockwell, uh, who 
Oh, yes. Yeah, he's I Watson and think, Sherlock. I forgot about that. I was like, no, that was Jude Law. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, you know, they got another one of those movies coming out the, now. Robert Downey Jr.? Mm-hmm. And uh, Jude Law got a third Sherlock Holmes on the way. Wait, but they're also doing a Holmes and Watson with, uh, with Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. They are, aren't they? Yes. Interesting. We're going to have a Sherlock Holmes overload. <laughs> We're going to have a... Uh, an overabundance of stock in Holmes <laughs> syndrome. Man, that was a stretch. I was trying. I tried I to make you. that work. I followed you there. Yeah, we're going to have three different sets of actors playing these characters. That's weird. All at the same time. Weird. Um, word. Word. Um, but yes, he is good in this. What are we talking about? Most Deaf is pretty good. Most Deaf. Is this the... F- no, this must have been after. This was after... Um, 16 Blocks? And... Thank you for rewinding. Or please, oh, be, be kind, kind rewind. rewind right? I think be kind rewind came after this movie. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, you might, yeah, yeah. You know what? You might be right. Uh, but I do think that sixteen blocks may have come before it. And he's he's not bad. He's he, not a bad actor. He's got a weird kind of presence as well mm. um, that I think doesn't work in other movies. But in this one, eh, everyone's being weird. Every I, I put it firmly on the shoulders of the director of this movie, like because yes, these are all great performers who are turning in. Yeah, kind of. While good, awkward performances. It's, it's it's awkward, but I mean, how much of that is the the material? Yeah, yeah, and it it could be. I got Bill Nighy at the end dude, of this as Slarty Bartfast, basically God. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah. That's right. He makes the earth ordered by mice. <laughs> and see, that's part of my problem with the movie. Not that I don't want to. Well, I'm going to use problem for lack of a better word. It is. Uh, but like they throw so much at you mm. at weird times, like. They they he they have this whole bit and it's in the third act the tail end of the third act of the movie yeah, tail. where it's like you know oh yeah the the whole world was commissioned by mice and they've been experimenting on you okay moving on to the next bit and while that's funny like you need to kind of come back to that explain a little bit like they come back to deep thought and they're supposed to be like well oh, the yeah. a computer the computer to figure out the answer to life was actually Earth. Earth was the experiment. It was the thing that was supposed to be asking the question. The meaning of life. What is the meaning of life? It's kind of nice. Huh? And then, the, but the answer is forty-two. So how does forty-two relate to Earth? Yeah. Again, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Can't be concerned but with I, these details. But I loved it. I love Deep Thought. It, I love the fucking right. design of Deep Thought when they like they show up to it and she just looks like such a fucking bored robot. It's like, like a. Uh, it looks like the bad robot from the bad robot logo. Yeah. J.J. Abrams uh-huh. uh, thing. It's got like a square blocky head and his little hand is just like holding his <laughs> or her. I guess presumably since it's voiced by Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Did you hear that? Yeah. Mirren. 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 I always say Mirren. Well, there's no you. That's wrong. Yeah, it's incorrect. <laughs> Thank you. Helen Mirren. Cut that part out. Um, <laughs> she's got one eye. When yeah. they come back to her, she's watching TV. Seven million years ago, they, they, they built these two, uh, which I guess we find out later are the mice, the two mice. They're the yeah. same, uh, which Jenna pieced that together much quicker than I did. That they were the, the people that originally asked her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. That's good. Jenna's much more intelligent than you are. I, I, clearly. Listen, you're not going to get any argument from me. <laughs> Uh, uh, what did you think about the opening number, the dolphin opening? I number? love it. What yeah. a catchy tune! In fact, I, I seem to recall that being nominated for was it Oscar for best uh, song? Holy shit! It's uh, <laughs> it's it's so funny. It's unexpected. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think. Did you know there was a a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy miniseries that was on BBC? I did see that in my googling, uh, which I had never seen. I don't I don't know how it opens. If it's the same way, uh, but I don't I, think so. But this it really was a catchy way to open it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was. Super fucking unexpected and funny <laughs> that like the whole time they've been trying to warn humans like, hey, yeah, this dolphins. shit's happening. But instead it's like, all right, fuck you guys. And like just the whole ending is them jumping out of the water and flying, and flying away. into space. All the dolphins. They were the the second smartest uh, species on the planet, right? I love that they turn they 
kind of bring that back around where the dolphins in the beginning of the movie, dolphins are flying into space. Near the end of the movie, there's a sequence where a whale is falling from space. <laughs> How random is that, too? It's so fucking funny, though. It's one of the funniest bits where it's like, this is what was going through that whale's <laughs> head. said as it began to fall. Is it, is it just been... Wow! <laughs> it, it had just been poofed into existence by the, the, the probability. So the, the spaceship that uh, all the characters are on. This big round white globe, uh, yeah, and it's and it's got a what is it? The probability, the, in, the probability drive, probability engine, impro- yeah, there it is, the yeah, probability engine, exactly. And uh, the way that it travels, uh, I'm I'm not even going to bother explaining it. Listen to Stephen Fry, the narrator yes. of this film, uh, attempt to explain it. But uh, basically, th- they're being chased by these two missiles, uh-huh. and uh, they use this probability drive to transform them into one of them gets turned into a pot a potted plant right <laughs> petunias the other one becomes a whale and as it's falling uh, into the, the orbit of the planet that they were around you just hear kind of the inner thoughts of this whale uh, realizing what it is it starts naming his uh, what, what do I have I have this thing on my uh, a, a tail that's what we'll call it we'll call it a tail <laughs> What's this whoosh, ooh, this whoosh, loud sound? Hey, what's going on? You want to be my friend? <laughs> what's that thing coming at me really fast? Yeah. I think I'm going to call it round, round. It's round. It's I'm round, round. <laughs> <laughs> and then I like how it goes back. It's like, and this is what was going through the bowl of Petunia's head. <laughs> yes. Oh, no, not again. <laughs> Completely random. And that, yeah. but, but if you love random humor like that, as a lot of my buddies in high school did, um, yeah, man, this is, this, is a, this, is, this is a laugh ride. It's a funny movie. It is a funny movie. I just wish that it had a little bit more going for it in the way of a cohesive storyline. Yeah, it's not what it's about, though. It's not, well, be, it, it, would it's you not say what that it's about, about but Big why, why would you spend time? I'm going to tell you what, man. There mm. is something way different about this movie and The Big Lebowski. Okay. The Big Lebowski at least has a plot line that carries you through through the whole thing. It is a film noir detective story from a stoner's point of view. <laughs> uh, a stoner's point of view? <laughs> Whereas this movie is not. This movie uh, posits questions about, like, what 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 if I took the chance to to just go to uh, Abu Dhabi with this girl? I can't Madagascar. remember what it was. Madagascar. Yeah. If I go to Madagascar with the like calling into question his courage and mm-hmm. his spontaneity, mm-hmm. yet it never gets resolved in this movie. There's never a moment where well where his character is like I am now spontaneous and this yeah is a little what bit at the end, but after everything has been resolved, like yeah. that's the last line when he's like I'll go anywhere with you or whatever he says. Right. Yeah. So that it doesn't come into play as the thing that helps save the day. What, it's something that he just kind of he settles on at the end because yeah. well why not I'll tell you what does save the day is Marvin and the point of view gun fucking amen <laughs> I love that concept that there's a uh, the gun and that's the one that the John Malkovich character's after right that they're, <laughs> yes. they're searching for uh, is that what's called the point it's of the, view gun the, yeah the POV gun yeah yeah you, you pointed at somebody and uh, they sympathize with your situation <laughs> That's so British. They keep shooting. That's yeah, such right? a British piece of thing. But they keep shooting. Uh, Zaphod? Zaphod. The Sam Rockwell character with it. Yes. Um, and uh, he comes to realize Zoe Deschanel's point of view. And then when he tries to turn the tables, she's like, it won't work on me. I'm already a I'm woman. I'm already a woman. Yeah. Biting satire. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they all do a great job. Not, not just the characters that you see, the physical characters, but you had brought up Marvin. Marvin. Alan Rickman. He's so his good. His voice performance. Thomas Lennon Perfect. as the voice of the fucking computer on the show. I didn't realize that was him. Holy shit. I love how everything, he's just so super, super jazzed excited. to do everything that they want. Hey guys, I'm really excited to tell you that we're coming up on the planet right now. <laughs> hey guys, it pleases me to announce that yeah. we've got a couple of thermonuclear missiles incoming. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> And then the, the, the antithesis of that is Marvin, who's a, he's like the Eeyore 
of, uh, yes, of the ship. Right. Just like he's emo. Oh, we, we were calling him emo 3PO because that's basically <laughs> what he is. He's a little robot with a, a and, really bad... And just to be compounded by the sighing doors when they open up. <sighs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> the, Very creative. You it's, can't, uh, it's super can't creative, say it's not man. creative. And, uh, and I do appreciate it, at least on that level. And to, and to play off the whole probability drive thing, you mm-hmm. know, when, when Ford and Arthur get beamed up onto the ship and their sofas, like, it takes... Oh, sorry. <laughs> it, it never takes comes back. thinking outside of the box to figure out, like, all right, we're going to do that. They're just going to end up being sofas when they end up on the ship. Or when they use the probability drive and we come back to them and they're all like yarn uh, puppets. Oh, yeah. There's like a, a, a short little animated sequence. Yes. With like stop motion animation. They've all become yarn until normality sets back in. Yeah. yeah. The ship becomes a ball of yarn and then we cut to the inside and they're all little yarn creations. He's <laughs> talking and walking. It's so like, fucking unraveling. good. Yeah. But but it's still it just it lacks in story and I think you like you had said earlier it's just that it had so much source material to try to, try to uh, pull from that it it had a hard time figuring out okay what is it that we need to tell a cohesive story and where do we draw the line on fan service it's weird <clears throat> you always hear that phrase and I remember them talking about it using the phrase like uh, unfilmable like you always hear oh books oh uh, Lord of the Rings when they were making the Lord of the Rings oh these books were once thought to be unfilmable in fact yeah. they've been attempted before even with rotoscope couldn't do it with animation it was so epic um, and then of course Peter Jackson found a way to do it yeah but but this is one of those books where like man. It, it must be unfilmable. I don't yet. know how you. This is probably. I think this is the best version of these of this books in film form we're going to get uh, for now. Yeah, I just I feel like what this movie needed was an editor that just said, "Okay, sorry, we can't have this part in there because it doesn't serve the story." But then, if you lose all of those bits, what do you have left? Like, the, well, the, the, I think the... all you have to do you you just streamline a little bit of the story of them, like you know, okay. The, the planet has been destroyed. We need to find a place. Because that's ultimately what's going on here. Is that we start with, because it's pounded into your head twice. That this guy's home gets, bull- it's going to be bulldozed so mm-hmm. they can make a highway. This guy's home gets blown up so they can make a super space highway. And then, you know, they end up with this president guy and the girl that he knew. So now you've got the two last humans. And you've got this weird president dude, and mm-hmm. you've got their hitchhiker friend. Who I guess is supposed to be the character that's writing the hitchhiker's guide. Oh, is that is that what Ford is? Uh, I didn't get that impression because it sounded like through the narration that uh, it's something that already exists. Oh, okay, that I, it's like the third most popular book in the in the galaxy. I right? got the impression that he was writing it while they were hmm. on their journeys and stuff. But I could be completely wrong. Uh, but so you've got them together, and I think honestly, if you just streamlined it and kind of introduced the John Malkovich character a little bit earlier, yeah, and kind of have that conflict between him and the president, and they stumble upon like. Oh shit! The president signed the fucking order to to destroy the Earth because he's a fucking idiot. Centralize more on that and kind of get to the slarty Bartfist stuff, you know? Like, <laughs> and and maybe have a little bit of a. I mean, you don't have to American action movie it up where there's a big confrontation, but at least bring the fucking the John Malkovich character into it yeah. and use the POV gun on him or or something yeah, like that. Let's see him again. Tie up the loose ends. Right. Tell a cohesive story that still can come back to like we need to make things right. You know, the the Earth wasn't supposed to be destroyed. Earth 2.0. I, I dug that. Two, yeah. I loved Earth Mark 2. Yeah. And I love how, like, they would... He'd come down and some dude's painting the mountains and yes. stuff. They're filling up the oceans the ocean, with a big hose. Almost done filling the oceans. Yeah. Uh, and I I even like that they were able to reset, like, all the human life that was on the Earth. Yeah. Because that was one of the things I was concerned with. I'm like, so all those people are dead. Yeah. 
how are you going to oh so it's like a program we're all actually programs and he even says he's like whoa so you created the earth and he's like well, I didn't. I I did some stuff. Yeah. Like Norway. Did you see that? Yeah, the, the fjords. I won, I won an award for that. <laughs> <laughs> so so to find out that like Earth was already a program, it was already a construct. Yeah. So that was like all right. That that kind of that makes it a little more interesting for me that they're able to reset it. Um, but, and you, but you're talking about wanting more story, and yet you said at the beginning of this podcast that your favorite bits were the little asides, the yeah. little non-sequiturs where they just talk about this galaxy and because this those, zany world. Because those are presented in a far more entertaining way than the rest of the, the, rest of the movie. Yeah. Like, when you have a, a movie where the story, the A-plot is so non-cohesive, mm-hmm. the asides are going to be more, at least for me, the asides seem more entertaining. Yeah, filling in the gaps. Yeah, because, I mean, if your movie's going to be non-sequitur, <laughs> if it's not going to tie into anything... We'll just lean into it, huh? Then if it's called Hitchhiker's Guide, then shit. The fucking entries of the guide are going to be the things that are going to interest me the most. You know, we, we talk about on this podcast a lot about sticking to your science, establishing your science, and sticking to it. This movie is straight up establishing the science while we're seeing it in place, so I give it kudos for that. But then, again, story, it, it, it's, it's lacking a little bit. And you know what? Somebody could be yelling at me right now, going, "Dude, this is what the book. It's exactly like the book." All right, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we need to adjust that then for the film medium. Yeah, some things are better in, in book form. Yeah, Th- maybe this is unfilmable. It could be. What we do? Did you realize that was Warwick Davis, by the way? Yeah, in the Mar- Marvin uh-huh. costume. Wow. Yeah, dude, it it's a midget. I know, but it kind of seems like uh... you have a you have a seventy to thirty chance. <laughs> <laughs> that, that Aren't there other be... midgets who are like 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 oh, here's a, Peter Dinklage here's now? A clear case where you could have given this role to a non Warwick Davis like this. We don't need to see his face. He can't yeah. emote through much. Why? Why so, do you want to take work away from Warwick Davis? I, I think Warwick Davis is going to be a o fucking k. You know, <laughs> I, I, I worry about the Vern Troyers that are going to. He's dead already. Trick, I know, <laughs> and he could still be alive, Joe. If he got to he play Marvin in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, I'm basically saying this movie killed him. Rest in it peace. It definitely killed Alan Rickman. Oh, oh gosh. Aww. I was so sad to hear his voice. It, are you sad? It made me it made me very happy. Yeah? That there's still this gift of Alan Rickman. That is because true. Because the voice performance is fucking fantastic. Well, I will tell you, over, over the weekend, uh, Jen and I caught up on, uh, a couple years ago, they had done a, an unofficial sequel to Love Real Actually. Sex? Oh. <laughs> uh, with, uh, you know, you, you know Love Actually, right? Yeah. Ooh, I, I know of it. Coming soon to an episode of the editing page. What was the unofficial sequel to Love Actually? They did a, so... There's this thing, Red Nose Day. <laughs> Was where it the- like presumably? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really. Did you just know? Tolerate theoretically. <laughs> <laughs> There's this uh, fundraising, much like the Jerry Lewis telethon, uh, what they call Red Nose Day, that uh-huh. happens every year. Yeah. Um, uh, raising money for I can't remember what something some good cause, um, and in order to raise awareness, they they got all the cast back together or most of them anyway. Uh-huh. Uh, and dude, like a fifteen years later, where are they now? This came out a couple of years ago, just a little fifteen minute short film. Wow. you can find it on Vimeo, I think. Um, but noticeably absent, obviously, was a uh, um, I was going to say Warwick Alan Davis. Rickman, yeah, <laughs> Warwick Davis uh, absent from this. <laughs> no, a- Alan Rickman, uh, yeah, uh, oh, that's obviously, right, he's, yeah. right after he had passed away. Oh man, yeah. So we we never get the, to find out where he was. Emma Thompson's like, yeah, that cheating son of a bitch. Yeah, maybe he's she, gone. May, she's in prison. They should, they could have written it into the story. Oh like shit, she murdered him after years. Wow, of his infidelity. That's dark. Yeah. Oh hey, <laughs> it's uh, death actually. <laughs> 
<laughs> does, does become her. Uh, no, I haven't seen it. I'm going to have to check that out. Yeah, it was fun. Good. Uh, Don't good, look for Ellen Ripken in that. That's though. great. Thanks. Um, trying to pad, much like the movie. <laughs> we're trying to pad this podcast. I'm trying to pad this episode. We don't have to pad the episode. There's yeah? there's a lot going well, for this movie. There's great practical it. effects going on, the aliens and stuff, even though they're, it is they're nice. creepy. And they have that like weird... In the 80s, there was this puppet show with a bunch of like political oh. figures and stuff. <gasps> it was the... Uh, the uh, I can't remember what it was fuck. called. Fuck, yes, it was psychedelic. But these guys looked like that. Yeah. like it, They creeped me out. Uh, but they were still so they were still so properly the British. Croft, it was the Croft puppets. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I love that, like, <laughs> they, they would read poetry. They're like, one of the things you never want to do yeah. with these aliens is listen to them recite poetry. Because they're uh, known across the galaxy as being the second worst poets, right? Yes. Second or third worst. Yeah. And so it's it's really great. It's it's awesome when Arthur's trying to, like, build him up and, like, right, give him yeah. an honest so critique. So what you're saying is... <laughs> and he's like... Kill them. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but uh, Jim, Henson, Jim Henson Company. Yeah, well, oh, was it were, Jim Henson? Were responsible for those puppets. Yeah, they're he, great. Even in the close-ups, they look really good. The yes. Lips move very. I thought they were kind of doing something digitally with the lips uh-huh. to uh, to get them to match the words, but no, no that looks all it's beautiful animatronic. All puppets. No, yeah. the practical effects in this are fucking great, and man. even the the uh, the visual effect or the the computer generated effects. The, Listen, okay, I know it's not fucking Star Wars, but for two thousand five, yeah. for this low budget, I think this lower low. Lower budget. What else came out in 2005? Oh, Jesus. Do you know? <coughs> Usually I put that in my notes, but I don't have my fucking laptop. Do this. I can Google. Google. Welcome to Google. I, I think the visual effect that really bothered me most was just the, the second head on uh, Sam Rockwell. Yeah. That, well, that, that's tough to do. Oh, yeah. That's... It's that's, weird. That's it's a, a lot, weird fucking effect. That's a lot more um, complicated than just doing like spaceships flying through space. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, oh no, this isn't going to bode well for this film <laughs> because uh, also in 2005, we had King Kong, Peter Jackson's oh, King Kong. That's good. Visual, visual effects extravaganza. Uh-huh. Uh, Steven Spielberg's War of the Worlds. Oh, wow. Also fantastic. Uh-huh. Uh, we had Sin City, which while not traditional. Um, it was still a, a, a visual masterpiece. Exactly. Uh, yeah, the Harry Potter movie's always good. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> it's not, oh, oh but uh, Doom. Oh, also Doom came out? So. We've done two 2005 movies? <laughs> there you go. Holy shit. Uh, so it holds its own with Doom. It Can sure we say does. That? If not yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, no, this is way this is way better of a movie. Way more entertaining than Doom. At least than Doom. Oh, and, God, yes. Uh, this Nor Doom episode from last week. I guess I think that the, the, a movie like this, or, or material like this, it makes me want to see the BBC miniseries because it might do better in a miniseries format than in a two-hour movie. Um, yeah, it seems like there's a lot of story to tell. You can really kind of flesh out that world. Sure. Uh, all right, so I, I feel like it, it was a little interesting to me that they, even though I liked him in the movie, mm-hmm. I'm curious why the choice of most deaf. Yeah, me too. C- clearly not like a British guy. No, all, and also not the strongest on the cast. Not the strongest on the cast. Not the weakest. No. But not the strongest. Uh, it, it was an interesting choice. I don't remember... When most deaf was like super popular, I know he had been in a couple of movies. Yeah, 90s. Um, well, I mean, early 2000s. Yeah, he, well, he that did, too. Oh, yeah, you did he, films. He did 16 then, but, blocks. Yeah. yeah, but you know, uh, he definitely comes into his own in Be Kind Rewind. He's excellent in that film. Mm-hmm. But in this one, he's still kind of learning the ropes. It was an interesting choice to me. And it makes me wonder if the director of this movie, whose name escapes me right now, uh, Garth know, Jennings. Garth Jennings. I know we run into situations where movie directors 
have a long line of like music videos that they've done. And did this guy work with Most Def on some music videos before doing the movie? Mm. And that's how Most Def got the gig. And it was just like a buddy of his who yeah. he thought would be comfortable in the role. Yeah, yeah. that's. That I'm curious if that's how because it's just Most Def just seems like a really random choice. Yeah, and I feel like I've I've got to tiptoe around this topic a little bit. Well, like, what's wrong, Joe? He's a black man <laughs> in a British comedy. No, well, hey, listen. Uh, we got J- John Boyega. Yeah, that's right. Know. Going back to Jakku. So uh, Garth Jennings, the director, did uh, does have a history of uh, music videos. Does did, he? Did Beck? Okay. Uh, Best of REM. Uh huh. Looks like he did something there. Tom Pop. So Fat Boy Slim. Anything for Most Def? Macy Gray. Not seeing I try that. To say but that doesn't mean it's not on here somewhere. Try to walk away and I stumble. I think that's that's all I've got about that's this movie. All I have too. Yeah. An enjoyable time. Really good special effects. Mm-hmm. Fun characters. Funny. Yeah. Uh, Jen and I both LOL'd uh, all throughout. And um, yeah, it did what it's supposed to do. I recommend it. I I think that you should definitely check this movie out. It's even though it lacks cohesion, it's still super funny. Like you said, it's it's very entertaining. It's it's worth the time that you put into it. Really weird though. Like this is the type of film I wouldn't show my dad. Like my dad, yeah, would, I wouldn't, wouldn't show like, my dad either. Well, he was Clint Eastwood. Well, also because <laughs> the kind of humor, the satire that it's presenting, it's not up my dad's alley. No, like it would be yeah. you know, my conservative, my now conservative father, no. Trump fucking voter, is not going to dig a movie like this. You and me both, but it's going to make fun of the government. Right? You don't do that. Give the president a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Just get the fuck. Uh, what did Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy do right? Um, I feel like I always lean on the cast, but in a film like this, you always think about like, what if these people who in 2005 maybe weren't as famous as they are now, obviously Martin Freeman's huge, Zoe Deschanel's huge, um, Sam Rockwell's everywhere and now doing dramas. Oscar winner. Warwick Davis, Bill Nighy all over the place. Yeah. Um, you picture these roles with, with other actors in them and, um. This film maybe isn't nearly as entertaining. Yeah. Um, or, Just like Doom, the the cast is go. stellar. And, and, and they all have good chemistry with each other. Like, I buy Martin Freeman and Zoe Deschanel in this, this weird love triangle. Dude, it's hard not to buy Martin Freeman in anything. Like, he's he is so Speaking fucking charming. Love and actually. He's so, he's so grounded and likable. Like, I was watching, uh, what was it? I think it was Black Panther with Sarah. And we were talking about Martin Freeman. <laughs> And she was like, I loved him. And I loved the fact that his character, he wasn't like a typical character in a movie like this. Uh, he, he was presented very sympathetic, uh, but he wasn't like, he didn't solve the problem for the black country. You know, he was, he was there to help, though. Uh, and he was, he was a good character. Martin Freeman's so fucking charming. Uh, and it's, it's no different in this one. No, I have to agree with you. The cast is where this fucking film shines. It's the best thing that it has going for it. I think that it has some wickedly smart writing going on. I think those bits, the interstitials where it talks about the entries from the book, which in any other movie, if you start if you stop down to explain entries from the Hitchhiker's Guide, you run the risk of like boring your audience. Yeah. But those fucking entries are fucking hilarious. And the way they're displayed, that animation style they're using yes. is kind of like flash two D. Uh-huh. You know, you ever seen Mad Men? You know the <clears throat> the intro no. to Mad Men? No. It's kind of this uh, silhouetted 2D uh, So just like the interstitials here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It actually is. It's good. But what they're doing with it is really fun. The mm. animated uh, the animated bit of the ship trying to navigate through a maze. Yeah, and then and it how turns it out to be. Like it creates a door and how it calculates all the different probabilities to get you to where you want to go. Uh, and I love that it talks about like uh, it, the, the rocket like 
ended up at a party and oh, right. it, it created a, a, a rift where all the women's undergarments transported two feet to the left, to the left yeah. and it made the party even more fun and then it cuts to the scientists underneath like hitting the banging, uh, banging on the, the, the ceiling with, with the, the broom. broom and they're like getting pissed off about a party they wouldn't have been invited to <laughs> yes. anyway. uh, it, it's it's so funny and I think a lot of it does fall on the, the shoulders of Stephen Fry's yeah, delivery narrator. you know you could have somebody else in there maybe it's not as funny but you got that dry wit that dry delivery of Stephen Fry again the cast really makes this movie shine. I agree. What did Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy do wrong? I think wrong? you and I are both going to agree on this, too, is that it uh, didn't have a, a true plot. The yeah. plot was kind of inconsequential. Um, you could go straight from the beginning of the movie, where the Earth disappears, mm-hmm. and cut right to the scene with Bill Nighy, where we get Earth number two. Everything in the middle has little consequence yes. on that through line. Uh-huh. It, it's, it's something that would probably play out better if it's... If it's spread out over the yeah. course of a series, the, the man. journey to get to Slarty Bartfest, and <laughs> you just laugh every time I say that name. It's my favorite uh, water park. <laughs> the hottest, coolest time in Texas. Slarty Bartfest. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, to, to find him and get the uh, get the earth recreated, that's, that seems like what happens at the end of like a season. It's the season closer. Yeah. They found Slarty Bartfest, or they, they found Deep Thought. You know, yeah. these, these little things that are supposed to lead them to the next bit. Uh, yeah, the, the lack of cohesion in a storyline is definitely what this movie does Hey, it well. turns out TV and movies are different forms of uh, <laughs> storytelling. Uh, all right, so if we were going to remake Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy now, you have to forgive me. Okay. I left my laptop at home, and it had my recast. Mm. So I'm pretty sure I can remember what I put in, but you're going to have to go first. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to make this more difficult because I actually have a, a theme here. I've okay. I've taken the cast of another property and put them into Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and that cast is the cast of Star Wars The Force Awakens. Nice. So the way I've done that, uh, man, I have quite a cast here. I think it's about a dozen people or so. Obviously directed by J.J. Abrams. My director's Kenneth Branagh. Uh, oh, interesting. Going yeah. Shakespeare. Oh, you're trying to find a Brit. Just Brit. Trying to find he, a Brit. He doesn't always just direct Shakespearean stuff. That, yes. He directed a movie called Dead Again. All, that, yes. Also In uh, a movie called Thor. Sometimes he does <laughs> Agatha Christie. Agathor, well. Agathor Christie? Agathor. Ooh, crossover. I like it. <laughs> uh, my cast starts uh, at the very bottom with uh, the, the head Vogan, which is... Jeltz? The, the, yeah, Jeltz. Can I go first? But, yeah, go for it. Jemaine Clement uh, from no. Flight of the Concords. Yes! The voice, the voice of, of Shiny the crab. the crab or whatever in from Moana. Moana. Yeah. That's a great idea. Tamatoa. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I love that. Uh, well, I went with Andy Serkis, obviously. He does not appear on screen in that film. Doesn't appear on screen in this film either. The voice uh-huh. of Jiltz. Finally, I have uh, the, the ships, the ships narrator. Oh, Somebody I else? I don't think I did that. You didn't do that? No. Another uh, cast of Star Wars, Force Awakens, who did not appear on screen, but who we, whose voice we heard. How about Simon Pegg? Ooh, you Simon didn't see him Pegg's doing the good. voice of the ship? Simon, I have a feeling we're both going to be like pulling from a lot of the same people uh, in, in this. Uh, but I did not cast the voice of the computer, so I'm going to just go with like Nolan North. Is going to be my, my computer voice. <laughs> okay, nice the voice enough. of Nathan Drake. Let's do. Um, let's do the narrator. Did you, have, did you do the narrator? I the did. Stephen Fry. I character? did do the narrator. <laughs> well, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember what. While I While you rack your brain, I'll tell you that mine uh, is going to be Max von Sydow. He's uh, got oh. a very stately sounding voice. He oh, had a very short role in uh, Force Awakens. That's really good. They're ever going to bring that character back? Doesn't I, seem like it. No, he got killed. But like in a flashback of sorts, since flashbacks are apparently now on the table well, in the Star Wars Well, you know, Wars they universe. use flashbacks in the strongest Star Wars film ever made. 
God damn you. That's, you they did stop, it three times. Stop trolling me. Same, the same On my own podcast. It could have happened this way. But this is how it really happened. My narrator... Listen to our Clue episode from earlier this year. My narrator is going to be Ray Fiennes. Ooh, very nice. Yeah. I'll listen to him talk somebody, somebody that takes it very seriously. Yes. That's kind of what you need. Uh-huh. Speaking of serious, how about Deep Thought? This is the supercomputer who oh, yeah. comes up with the answer for the the meaning of the universe. Uh-huh. Uh, who do you have? Emma Watson. Oh, oh, nice. Yes. I like that. Emma Watson. Emma Watson. Hermione. Yeah. Interesting. I, I don't see any reason why it can't be a younger sounding voice. No, I like it. It's, Helen Mirren is... I can't even say her name right now. Helen Mirren. Helen, Helen Mirren. <laughs> She's timeless. Uh, I went with um, Mon Mothma, whoever the actress's name, who oh plays that. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Jenna came up with that one. Oh, that's a, I, that's I, I can't. One. This whole thing was Jenna, obviously. Stop. Yeah, stop taking credit for her stuff. Well, we should just know by now, every week, that uh, she's in charge of our, our uh, recasting. Mon Mothma, whoever that actress's name, she's going to be deep thought. <laughs> okay. Did you do, um, this character's name is Questular Rontok? Uh-huh. Who's... She's the female. She's with no, the Logans. Nope, she's kind of got a little uh, crush on uh, what's his name? Zephod. Z- Z- yeah, Zaphod. Yeah, the uh, Sam Rockwell character. I'll do Mila Kunis. <laughs> Mila Kunis. I like that. I went with uh, Gwendolyn Christie. Oh yeah, I've heard of her. Yeah, <laughs> you know of her. <laughs> How about next? We have Marvin. Marvin, voiced by Alan Rickman, yeah. and, uh, and uh, played by Warwick Davis, as uh-huh. we learned in the yeah. suit, yeah. little robot. Mine's gonna be Andy Serkis. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's, right. my, that's my Marvin. I like that. I went with Anthony Daniels. Hey, that's of course. good. You got an emo 3PO. Emo 3PO. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into the human characters now. We've okay. got four left. Uh, right. I'll start with Ford, played by most deaf in this film. And, of course, John Boyega is going to take that Donald honor. Donald Glover. Donald Glover, very nice. Mm-hmm. Another Star Wars uh, actor. Yeah, Lando. Zaphod? Who do you think there? Fuck, who the fuck did I put for Zaphod? Oh, I can't remember who I did for Zaphod. Well, you, you go ahead. I went with uh, Adam Driver just because I could see him kind of eating a role like that up. Instead of him being uh, Kylo Ren, he's going to be uh, all over the place. Manic, manic Adam Driver, if you've ever seen him. I'm so pissed that I can't. I didn't bring my fucking recast. Uh, all right. I'm we'll, so we'll, pissed We'll splice off. it in. You know what, listeners? Check out the Facebook page. Joe <laughs> will post, just like he did last week, uh, <laughs> Joe will post his recast on uh, the Facebook page. I'm so page. pissed that I didn't bring my fucking laptop Those that he didn't, Well, I'm on pins and needles. I can't wait to go to facebook.com and look for the lady with the bleeding eyes. Man. Search for uh, the editing bay. Zaphod. And see what Joe's recast oh, was. Yeah. Meanwhile, I got them my top two. And of course, you can guess Trisha, a.k.a. Trillian, mm-hmm. played by uh, Zoe Deschanel in this film. Going to be Daisy Ridley in mine. Uh-huh. And then Arthur, our protagonist. I'm going to go Oscar Isaac in that role. That's really good. Yeah. I know my, my top two were Anna Kendrick. Mm. And Simon Pegg. Uh, hey, how about that? Yeah. yeah, Simon Pegg would have been great. And, I almost started with him, but uh, and Anna Kendrick's kind of our new yeah. Zoe Deschanel. She kind of is, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so no, that's a good recast, Adorable. man. Horrible. I I think yours was pretty good too. <laughs> but we're not sure. From what I heard, it I'll, was great. Yeah, when I get when I get home, I'll 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 post it Just up. Giving you a hard time after the episode gets posted. All right, uh, all right, guys. If you have any ideas of how you would recast Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or thoughts about the movie in general. Uh, you can go ahead and share that with us on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash editing bay. Uh, just look for that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes, 
and uh, and click on that. That's where you can talk back to us. And if you have ideas for movies that we could watch in the future, talk about those. Uh, put those there as well. We've also got a website, right, Joel? Sure do. It's not the Editing Bay. It's not Edit Bay. It's EditingBay.com. When you go there, please uh, bookmark it so you'll always know where to go to find things, all things Editing Bay, like uh, what's the link to our Facebook page? What is the link to our uh, Twitter handle? It's uh, at the Editing Bay, by the way. Please follow us there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have uh, all of our past episodes. If you're a subscriber on the feed, you're only getting the most 100 recent episodes. You want to hear the rest of them, got to go for now at least. Got to go to that uh, archive tab or the episodes tab on editingbay.com. Also have a little bio there, and some pictures of us, and uh, you want to have some swag, support the show. We still have a t-shirt that you can buy on editingbay. From four years ago. Dot com. Five years ago. Cut, cut that part out, John. Please buy the shirt. It was from our live show. Yeah. It's the logo. They're limited edition. Masters of the Universe. <laughs> so limited, you could still buy them you four years later. It. Uh, guys, leave us a rating and review on your podcasting app. Would appreciate that. Let us know what you like about the show. Uh, leave us a five-star rating. That would be awesome. Mm. Uh, and uh, we are getting closer and closer to Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 Is that the movie we're doing next week? No, sure isn't. It'd be awesome if it No, unfortunately, the movie that we're going to do next week is not going to be as easy to find as this one was. Oh, so another fifteen dollars have to spend. I don't, on I don't iTunes know about probably, that. Then, huh? I don't. I don't think so. Oh, can't even um, get it there. You might not be able to get it there. I have no idea. Uh, but I have a VHS copy oh, of this no. movie. Joe, it's a movie called Student Bodies. Oh, interesting. <laughs> you had my interest, but now, now you you've got my, my attention. attention. <laughs> it's, it's a a cheesy like spoof on horror movies that came out in the eighties mm-hmm. called mm. Student Bodies. I like it. Is uh, this like a trauma film? It, Along those lines. All right. Along those lines. I'm into it. Uh, so that's what we're going to watch next <laughs> week. Uh, if I can find a link to it somewhere. So is this I'll like a super low budget or it, it's well, just it was out a, of print? It was a studio movie. It's okay. just out of print. All right. Um, so yeah, it's called Student Bodies, guys. Uh, and we'll be talking about that next week here on the show. Um, Jeff, thank you very much, sir. <laughs> Joel, always a pleasure. The pleasure's all mine. Guys, we'll catch you next week for Student Bodies. Thanks. See ya. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.